1: welcome to another exciting yet surprising show we're we're pivoting we're changing where change is welcome and embraced. good evening to our to the uh, mighty audience to my fabulous co-host and soon to be new co-host we're gonna announce some things trey trey how is it up there man i'm doing well how are you all is well, all is well, all is well. So we are thankful. Right. But let's let's pray first, and then we're going to get this show started. Father God, we just thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. For you alone are worthy to be praised. We thank you for newness. We thank you for allowing us to pivot. We thank you for being the model, the role model for change and how change is important to us, all for our livelihood and our mindset. Now, this is your show. We're your daughters. We're going to get behind the cross. You reach those that you need to reach. You teach those that you need to teach. You minister to those who you need to minister to. You prophesy to those who you need to prophesy to, Lord. We just thank you and we give you forever all the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you all probably can see that I am not alone. And as I promised last show, that there's changes coming up and change is here. We're changing out our co-hosts because we meet, God wants new voices and he wants us to actually represent the audience that we represent, that we're reaching out to. And we have a varied audience. So I would like to welcome, uh, without further ado, my daughter, Miss, M-I-S-S, Knighton. Welcome her please, yay! (laughs) She's been on before um, as a guest and everything but she has now decided that she's accepted to step up to the plate and be alongside us us the us folk up here and i believe what god wants us to do is to we need to hear from everybody we need to be able to tap into all the audiences out there and so that nobody can be nervous or scared or anything but also we need to know what's on your mind now he gives us the titles and 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 the events that we need to talk about and today, to, 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 tonight, we're talking about Freedom. February is Freedom Month, and a lot of things have happened in the month of February, and are happening in the month of February. But he also said, now it's time for you to reach out. We do have one more co-host that'll be joining us in about two weeks. Uh, he is currently out of the country, but once he comes back, he has, uh, he's going to step up and step in, and he'll be joining us at least twice a month, and uh, so we can get a whole perspective and also draw into or speak to, not draw in, but actually speak to the audiences and the other folks that are out there that are sitting back and just kind of say, well, this is maybe not for me. They're not speaking my language. Well, we're going to be speaking your language. Amen and amen. So what I want to do, um, the Lord wanted me to, and I know, I think I've discussed this before, but we want to talk about the, the, there's seven generations of people, okay? Seven generations of people um, I'm sorry about this. The Greatest Generation was born in ni- from 1901 to 1924. The Silent Generation was born um, from 1925 to 1945. The Baby Boomers were born from between 1946 and 1964. Generation X was born from 1965 to 1980. The Millennials were born from 1981 to 1996. And the Gen Zs were born from 1997 to 2012. They're in the age range from age 11 to 26. So we need to be bringing them out and and engaging them and hearing their voice because they have a different take on things. And I thought it was really nice that the Lord, you know, laid it upon my heart and said, you know, go ahead and invite, you know, Belicia in on the conversation and being a part of this roundtable because she and I have conversations about these topics on our own. And it's an interesting her view on things and their view on things. They don't see things like we do. Um, even though I did my best to, you know, raise mine, uh, alongside uh, the parallel to how I was raised, but they're different. They have different thoughts and different needs. So I'm just happy and honored that she, uh, decided to accept the invitation and all that good stuff. And this is not mm-hmm. planned. It's not scripted. She's going to speak her mind. Trust me when I say that. Okay. Um, and we'll probably have a, a more audience uh, joining us as well. So, but we want to talk about freedom. And as we know, this is Black History Month. This is also celebrated in this month is Rosa Parks uh, Day. Um, uh, of course, you know, Groundhog Day. We're we, we, we had 29 days in this month. So that feels, it always feels eerie to me. I don't know why. It just feels eerie. So I'm not sure what to expect or anything, or you know, but I, usually, I just kind of sit back and kind of look. I don't plan nothing on the 29th, and that's going to be on Thursday this month, uh, this year. Um, but um, this is a time for to celebrate your freedom. And when I was thinking about it, when the, the Lord gave us the topic, I was thinking about being free from your from your angst, being free from things that bound you last year, last month, last week, being free. And if you could be free, what would that freedom feel like? What would it look in order for you not to be held um, to to anything that's, uh, that's not going to enhance your growth, that's not going to uh, motivate you to think differently. I know everybody loves to say, think outside the box. While well, I looking for the box for 30 years, there is no box, okay? Now, I did find out accidentally, or uh, maybe nothing is accidental with God, that the box is our education. The box is that which we know. And it could be traditions. It could be culture. But people don't want like you thinking outside of that. I know there are cultures that, um, that you they, they don't care what the American way is. They're going to do things their way. They're going to raise their kids their way. And so and sometimes that can stunt creativity. That can stunt uh, 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 you know newness and something new and think about things in a new and different way. So I'm not going to talk through this whole thing. I want everybody to kind of jump in there when they can. But, um, Trey, what are you thinking about, you know, what, what have you had a chance to think about since we had our meeting and we came up with these, this title tonight? What's anything else went through your mind as far as freedom and uh, free February, but freedom uh, from what and how? <clears throat> I think if you're,
3: you're looking at the different freedoms, I think um, stressors, things that can that are stressors. Um grief, um, uh, mm-hmm. loss, um separations, um, you know, the triggers from that, you know, change. So um, and change is not easy. You know, you, you look at it, you know, we're we're constantly shifting and changing, and you know, life lights. And so sometimes you um use your word, pivot um from your norm to be able to adjust to whatever's going on. And so I was listening to something from T.D. Jakes, and um, and I'm not, I, I needed a little word this morning. So as I was getting dressed, but he was talking about, he said, change, he said, when things have to change, so a grape that turns into wine, you always think that once it's turned, you're going to get that, that, that grape back in the same form. And it's not going to happen. But he said, but the change, Allows for things to happen. He said, as a grape, he said, could draw draw um you know fruit flies and stuff. Whereas the wine does not. So that's a positive thing that happens as a as a part of something that's transformed from the original form. And so, but it and I don't do it justice, so I don't want to do it injustice. But what I got out of it is sometimes you have to go through change and 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 release things from the, the origin or things that the way it was in order to, to get better than, than what you have. And so and that's it kind of set in my mind today uh, as, you know, I was working and, and just thinking about, you know, things that I would want to change. And so it made me think of things that um, stunted my growth, mm. uh, whether it would be, you know, environments, people, relationships, um, thoughts. And just trying to do something a little bit differently. And so, um, and I'm on this journey, just journey now trying to get closer to the Lord, um, reading more scripture, trying to understand, trying to grasp things, um, tuning more into um, faith-based, uh, motivational things to kind of get me going. And I, and, I, and I was looking at it because I've done stuff my way before you know, and I wasn't at this place. And I said, well, if if I want change, I have to do something that I wasn't doing previously in a, in a, in a capacity. Let, let's put it that way. It's not that I didn't believe in God. I do. And I did. And I always will. But it's just putting more trust in him and recognizing that he has me and he's going to guide me. And I just have to listen more and talk less. And so sometimes I I don't engulf myself in television a lot. Very few times that I watch television. Um, And then sometimes I I, I do want to make sure I'm up with the news, but even like riding in my car listening to the radio, I don't do that as much. And I allow that time when I'm transitioning from one place to another to kind of see what God is speaking to me. You know, I make my original calls. I do call certain people in the morning. The problem is people don't know. How to Thank you, Misty. Learn, hey, welcome. And As they go through the exactly. Misty. Amen. It's exactly. Amen. And, mm-hmm. and it's difficult. You know, it, it it is difficult. And so, and I will say too. You know, grief and loss. I just lost um a aunt. She was older. She was my mom's eldest sister, the the last one. And we were family was together, and we were talking about you know what things are going to look like now.
0: So mm-hmm. my cousins
3: now they don't have either parent either. And so what will holidays look like? What will, you know, what kind of traditions do do we start on our own? You know, it's, we, it wasn't a big family on my grandmother's side anyway. And now it's even smaller than it was. And so what does that look like? And so when I think, just even thinking about that, it couldn't be, you know, it's not going to be so bad. We just have to embrace it and identify what, you know, rites of passages and celebrations and how we're going to do things. And uh, you know, also remain close, um, you know, because they're no longer caregivers anymore either. So it, it's it's changed for everything, but just embracing change. And I, I think that's what I'm gonna work on more is embracing the change and trying to when I feel that little anxiety and I'll say, uh-uh, uh-uh, and I'll resort to something to kind of bring me back grounded. So okay. that's
1: that's my thing. Amen to that. And that's uh, thank you, Misty, also, you know, because change, I don't know why. I, I, I feel that people fear change because they, they, it could be a power thing. There are some people who have to have control, uh, whether it's over their life or somebody else's life, they have to have control. That's, a, that's one thing. They fear um, not being able to, uh, well, when you've had something, the norm. When it's a traditional thing. This is what we do. This is how we do it. Um, my biological mother said one time, "Well, I'm a di- I'm a Baptist and I'm a die a Baptist." And I'm like, "What What does that mean? Okay, I guess I have to wait till you die to see how we die as a Baptist. What does that mean? You know, just that sometimes we say things, and I understand. And it was a need for her to embrace culture. I mean, you know, but everybody began to change. Things changed, and she could not handle that. And that was a hard thing. And now she gave up rights and didn't realize that think she was making decisions and things like that. And, and there are other people who do things too or who have done things, especially my extended family. I have three families whose lives, livelihoods I hold on and I represent, but I, I look at the different folks and the different generations and what governed them or what motivated their decisions. And a lot of times they were stuck. They were really stuck and they couldn't move. No, we don't do that. We don't do that like that. Another problem with change is people listen to what others' opinions are instead of their own, following their own feelings and learning about what changes can mean for them. Exactly, Misty. You're hitting it right on the head. We're so prone to. You know, um, depending on how you were raised, you know, you got to take in consideration what others are thinking. And no, you don't do that. You can't go in and play with that person. You can't go do that. Oh, you don't do that. You're talking too loud, you know. And all of a sudden this judgment thing comes. So then you don't want to say anything. You don't want to move. And, you know, I I look back, you know, and I just thank God for the the folks that God sent in my life to make me into this person that I am today. But if I would have stayed, you know, possibly in one family side, I wouldn't you wouldn't even see me. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't be on a podcast. It wouldn't be in me, but because of the environment and things and the opportunity to, to see how the other side lived being in private school, I went to, you know, have play dates with my classmates and they were predominantly white. And so that side lives differently than what, you know, what we live. And I'm like, wow. Okay. And you know, I don't see why people feared, you know, it, you know, being involved or having friendships like that. Go ahead, Trey, and then Leah, I want you to jump in here. Yeah,
3: too. I just just wanted to kind of piggyback just one quickly. But I think for me, just just thinking about it, when I was caregiving for my dad, and there was a routine, and it was like it, I knew what my time allocated, so I had to do this, I had to do that, and it just got uncomfortable. When I didn't have that. And so, how do you fill the void? You know, how do you fill all this gap that you had before that was filling it? And so, in it, it, being transparent, more thinking time, alone thinking time, which sometimes wasn't as positive as it could have been. And so, like I said, I was glad that I had people that I can talk to and reach out to, but that was the discomfort of the change for me how to fill the void that was. You know, you had all this time and nothing to fill it with.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Really? Yeah, yeah. you What do you? What? Are, what are your thoughts as far as, uh, you know, change and embracing change, or you know, how do you all? How do you do that? Because you juggle a, a lot of things right now. You're not your average, you know, yeah. person in your age group. So you know, <laughs> what? Well, how do you embrace that? Or oh, do you embrace change? Um. For me, honestly,
2: well. my generation, I believe it's hard for us to adapt to changes, because I know I had that problem. Some of my friends had that problem. Um, I know talking to my best friends, we had a discussion about basically just being open this year, open for anything, stepping out of our comfort zone, doing stuff that we usually do not do, because I'll be honest, I'm a college student, I stopped studying after a while, and I'm like, I gotta get back to it, but what is that now for me? uh, How am I gonna study? Because I'm so used to doing the things that I do, so... It's like breaking into that and everything like that. I don't know. It's just hard. (laughs) It's a journey, though, because I'm being more open to it now, open to not having my usual schedule being the way it is and learning how to balance as well. I feel like that's key and having a balance like anybody has. Everybody has to have a balance. Like you have to do something to regulate your mind. So that doesn't go all over the place because I'm a strict little person. I like things organized. And of course, when something knocks me off of my organization, I do not like that. (laughs) It says me on a spiral. So it's like it's very key to have a balanced
1: lifestyle, a balanced schedule with anything that you do. Well, that's important. And you've got to make these decisions for yourself. Something that Misty said, you know, about, you know, being so concerned about what others think. You've got to step back now. And if you haven't been able to do it, if you haven't done it, you need to be able to look at what is what is it that I need now? Even in relationships and marriages and stuff, every 10 years, the marriage shouldn't look the same. It shouldn't. It's not the same. You've grown. You've changed, you know, And, and especially if you have children that are aging and they're getting ready to graduate from high school. And now they're going to college. They're not in the house anymore. They're not little people anymore you know? So, I mean, you've got changes there. It's inevitable. But the more you try to, I guess, ignore it or not pay any attention to it, like, well, I'm not going to do that right now. Oh, okay. Well, it's going to come back around, you know, and, and haunt you. And I think that that goes back with any part of your life. I think I just, uh, I don't know. It, it. I just, once you start to embrace change and whatever that is for you, Whatever that is for you. Because when I went, I was in college, I studied a certain way. I had my highlighters, run, you know, and stuff like that. When, when I went to graduate school, it was a different animal. It was a different, sem- the semesters were different. Everything was different. The requirements were different. And then I went, you know, years later, I'm, I'm back in getting another master's degree. And that was different for me because at 20 years, I mean, 30, you know, 15, 20 years had passed. And the Lord said, go back to school. And so I went back and I'm like, oh this is not well, I got I, I was struggling trying to figure out how to study, how to balance and then once you get the balance down then you're like, okay, now I could do this and set yourself a schedule. I was just talking to somebody the other day. Um, I said even schedule prayer time, schedule walking time. we're gonna, I'm gonna walk at that at, you know at this time every, you know twice a week. put it on the schedule, put it on your calendar whatever it is. Hey cut you see? They changed my work. I was at work and I'm having a problem adjusting. Okay. I thought it was a hint of lack of motivation, but there may be a bit of depression hidden in there, but listening to this show is lifting me up. Oh, God bless you. See, see how God, see how we have to depend on God because we don't know what folks need each other, even each other. We're here to just help as best as we can. Thank you country C. And yes, I understand, you know, okay, change. I I guess, I don't know if the boss warned y'all that change was coming, It's always nice to know that change is coming. You may not know what that entails, but okay, change is coming. So now you need to step back. If I could suggest country C and trade, you know, and leave, you know, jump it, jump in here, you know, step back for a minute and say, okay, I like this job. I'm staying here until what are my motivations? What are my goals for this job? And I'm going to stay here now for as long as I need to for the next three years, I'm only going to do this three more years. So if we got, I have to change and pivot. To so I could keep the heavyweights off of me, then I'll change and pivot. If I have to do this, then I have to do that, you know, but I'm gonna still put my flavor on, on it. I'm still gonna, you know, be me. I'm not changing my personality. However, I'm gonna pivot. You say I got my hours are different. Okay, so I'm gonna see if this is gonna be, and, and maybe your boss may be open to, you know, and somewhere down the road, it doesn't work that way. He or she is thinking, okay, this is the great plan. But maybe it's not working. Maybe other people are feeling that. Not just pushing back. It's a difference. Pushing back just because, oh, I'm not doing that. That's different. Versus, okay, this is changing. I don't like this because I was used to doing some things. You know, but step back. Ask God, okay, God, you have to calm me down because I need to see you in this. I know this is for me because my goal is to finish strong. My goal is to stay here for three to four years. My goal is this. So if I have to change and pivot along the way, then I'll change and pivot. But just make sure that if it starts to really be uncomfortable, then you go straight to God and say, God, I can't do this. I can't do this. Surrender unto him. Give it to him and watch what he will do. Yeah. Watch what he will do. would do. I'll say the
2: same because, um, you know, I pray to be open. Like, I think that's how I deal with situations now. I'm just preparing for whatever. But I ask that of God to like, you know, mentally strengthen me. Strengthen my heart, strengthen my mind mm-hmm. to be able to prepare for things like that. And now I'm just open for whatever. I don't know what to expect, but something will happen, something will change. I don't get too comfortable with things because I know that it's going to change. And that's like, you know, an issue that we get too comfortable thinking, okay, this is not going to change, but you never know. So I think just bracing yourself and letting God be your pillow because I be talking to him whenever, however, wherever <laughs>
1: like, if I'm having an issue, like, God, you got to handle it. You got to handle it. <laughs> I and I want to teach it. you a spiritual warfare prayer of mine that God taught me directly. And that was after you pray about a thing, you, the last thing, the last word, the last sentence you should recite is God, if you don't do it, it won't get done. And the Lord later showed me two things. First, my flesh calms down. My brain said, well, she gave it to God. There's no, We can't even intervene here. And then God also quiets heaven. He said, you know, quiet heaven. He said, my daughter is calling me. Because God, if you don't do it, it won't get done. And that's one thing I love about relationship with God, because he knows his shoulders are bigger. He already knows what's getting ready to happen every minute of the day. I, that's why I lean and depend on him. But we'll be praying for your country, seat, you know, anyway, just to make sure, you know, just, just know that you got, you know, we're, we're, we're with you and we understand what you're saying. Um, not all change is not comfortable go ahead Trey yeah i I
3: was just kind of piggybacking, and so it might be easier because i'm i'm sometimes i'm a visual person and i need things to kind of remind me so country C maybe write down two columns the pros and the cons um of of the the hours you know some of the things are not so comfortable but also being mindful and, and being open-minded of what the pros could be Could be setting you up for for a a promotion, you know, if you're able to work this particular. Could be setting you up to be in a leadership role, you know, as a manager. I don't know what what you do, but try to find something that. Thank
1: you. Thank you, you Country C. God bless you.
3: And just just kind of just kind of column it, and just as reminders, and just let and then also too, if this is not your thing. Just set a go, I will be like, like uh, Alicia said, I will tolerate this for this amount of
0: time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere. Playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: But also grab whatever you can get on that different shift that you're that you're getting. Um, that you're on now. And so, and it's just stay prayerful. And, and, you know, God, God, got you. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. I'm a testimony to some change. It's a yeah. lot of change. <laughs> life has been life. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to ask Miss um, Knighton for, about your peers. Are they receptive to listening to older generations or getting feedback for people who maybe mm-hmm. have been there, done that? How receptive? Because I know trying to navigate life at our, I know my age, is difficult. Mm-hmm. But for looking at the younger generation with so much more to navigate, half of the stuff that y'all are dealing with, I didn't have to deal with that growing up. It's, it's a different world. Things are changing. We didn't do um, um, drills to, for, for if a, an active shooter. We didn't have to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to, we didn't, I didn't come up in that type of generation where I had to worry about that. But y'all also coming up in a technology age where pretty much two years old, y'all got a computer in your hand. You know how to navigate it by three. So how receptive and who do you all look up to? to get advice from what are your role models who where do you get information from what what motivates you Mm,
2: that's a good question um I could say that's difficult because um a lot of us do not have any role models um being around this age I have several individuals in my life friends not friends who's dealt with you know parents that aren't parents so it's like you know, who can we look up to? I know, like, in the past, like, my mom was working a lot and everything like that. I still had her to lean on. But I also look to my teachers. Like, my mom is my overall role model. That's who I look up to. That's who I listen to whenever. You ain't go catch me listening to nobody <laughs> Um, But, um, you know, people that truly care for you. I know some teachers who actually care, like, in high school, I had, like, two teachers that babyed me. And, like, I just love them so much. I grew so much love for them. And it's, you know, it's a limited amount that you meet as far as adults that really care about your plans, what you want to do and like that actually will sit there and have a conversation with you about life mm-hmm. and things to help you. But there's not a lot of my peers don't have that, especially coming from their parents. And they know that since my parents act this way, every adult is this way at times. So mm-hmm. they're like, I can't wow. speak to nobody. And a lot of people around my age is very shut off about it. Um, they're not able to express to people because they haven't had anybody to open up their arms and actually listen to them, especially coming from family. Because family, that's the root of all evil, for real. That's who, you know, that they get all that energy from and they feel as if, okay, I can't go to nobody. Okay, nobody's ever going to listen to me. Nobody cares for me because nobody has stepped up to the plate Mm -hmm. for that. So, I don't really feel like... I mean, social media has a lot of play into this as well as how the adults act and everything like that. The older generations, because you know they always category, categorize us and everything like that. So that's just like a kind of downfall because it's just like, okay, y'all just think we all the same. We all act this way and stuff because you see other people acting this way. And I feel like that plays a role in how we act towards the older generation as far as listening to them. Honestly, I could... Pinpoint who has wisdom, who is very a very wise person. And that's a person I'm able to talk to, and like have a real conversation with. Besides my mom, if I'm not within her presence, so yeah, honestly, it's just it's very hard. Like as I can see, because I I wasn't raised that way. I've had the support. I go to my mom about anything, and uh, a lot of my friends can't do that with their parents. Like some of them have reached out to my mom, talked to my mom about the issues and everything like that. Mm. And I just feel like it's just, it's sad because it's like, who can they run to, you know? But God, and I mean, they barely do that because they feel as if, you know, he's not going to listen. He's not actually here to, you know, we can't physically see him, you know, stuff like that. And it's just a lot. Wow. Well, I mean, I think, wow.
3: So, I'm I'm hearing a couple things, um, Ms. Knight, and and I hear that your support. One of the things that just me from the outside looking in, that do they trust their peers? Like, I know you said they will come to you, but maybe there's an opportunity for y'all to create like a peer support something. Not necessarily that you all have to come into a group. This is this is just something that just came to me. Not that you all have to come to something in a group, but if say majority of your peers trust your judgment, trust the insight that you have, maybe it could be like a um, I don't know what kind of like a drop box, a lockbox. They can put their concerns, something that they want to address, and then pull it out, and then maybe you can get back with whoever or address it. In a, if you know the person that, that, if they want to be known, if not, maybe create an environment where you're just generally answering a question where nobody particularly knows who it is or, you know, is nobody identified. And maybe creating a group, hey, this is a question that came. And then maybe discuss it with either your mom or some other folks. And then get some insight, but just also to creating a safe space where they feel like, then nobody's going to judge them yeah. and then getting the questions answered without anyone knowing what the, who the person is, you know, or just trying to give some general insight and, or some resources that they can link up to. And, and, you know, I, I, I think you're, you are blessed because, you know, your mom is, she, I'm telling you, you I look it. up to her too. She She's I, I, the first time I met her, It was just something about her spirit and the the message that she delivered to the group that we were having. And I just never forgot it. And so I know you have that because it's ingrained in you, you know, Mm -hmm. it's ingrained. I see the maturity right now. And so this might be an opportunity to
1: create something that's not there for the peers.
2: Well, Trey, I'm glad
1: you, yeah, no. And that's a very good thought. Unfortunately though, but what because she's been a part, she's been asked to be part of a, a prayer group, a Bible group and things like that. But then they start, they fade away, at, you know, because they got to do life. Their parents, some of these families are expecting these people, uh, whether they're in school or not, whether they went, went on to college, go work two jobs, three jobs. You got to help me. And now that, you know, now they becoming the head of the household financially. So they have no life. So then they're vaping, they are they're, they're they turn to other things to keep them calm and keep their anxiety down. But it's not God. It's, it's you know, whatever else, whether it's drinking or anything else, other vices out there, which they don't realize is, is wreaking havoc on their health and everything else. They try, they start out the gate good. They have great intentions, but all of a sudden mom and dad or mom said, well, you got to help me. I don't know what you're doing, what you do, you know. And they got to go work two and three jobs, you know, and they're not happy because everything got to go in to pay the bills and stuff. So they don't, they, they don't, and they have yet to be able to learn how to balance, how to embrace change because they're being told what to do. So they, as long as you in my house, you're going to, you know, and, and and it's worse now than when we grew up, you know, it's not like
2: you can easily move out because of the economy. Like you can't, you have to literally save probably like mm-hmm. six months of rent ahead of time before even moving out. So that's like not an option because you're trying to balance working, balance helping your family out and everything like that. And honestly think it's a good idea doing the group. But then again, with that, a lot of people aren't open. Like, yes, they can sit up here and express, okay, I'll go through this and this and this and this, but they're not able to see change from their standpoint. They're not able to see beyond what can happen that's good for them. All they see is, well, my life is this way and it's going to be this way. So this is what I'm used to. And it's going to remain that way, you know, and it's sad. Yeah.
1: I don't understand some of these parents and the things that they say to their, their adult children, Mm -hmm. the things that they say. And I I mean, I've witnessed it and I'm, I'm just standing there. I I can't say anything because it's not my, I can't jump in, you know, I, I want to go and save everybody, but it's not meant to be. And so, you know, um, but maybe hopefully, prayerfully, we can, you know, some, some of her colleagues, some of her peers rather, will maybe tune in here and hear some things and 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 maybe take be able to take walk away with something saying, oh, I can change. There's a possibility if I can, if I could just move this way, if I could shift my mind this way, just for this minute, just for this maybe things could happen. I was thinking about Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks did not get up. That did, She didn't get, she wasn't trying to say, she didn't wake up that morning saying, okay, I'm going to make a difference here. I'm going to get Dr. King's attention and I'm going to, I'm going to put my name up. Rosa was dead tired. Her feet hurt. And when she sat down, she sat down. And no, I, I'm not getting up. I can't, even, and I don't know if you've ever been so tired that you cannot physically get yourself up without trying to, you know, move to the edge of the chair and lean up on the arm of the chair and get up. That she was tired. She wasn't trying to make history. You know, uh, I, I, a lot of people who made history weren't saying, I'm going to set out with, a, get to a, make a name for myself. No, they had an issue and it was time for change. And she, I don't think she realized that, you know, she figured, I'm going to jail. I know I'm going to go to jail. And now I got to, you know, get somebody to get me out of jail eventually. Hope they don't hurt me. So I can imagine the thoughts going through her head, but it was enough. She was so tired. She was so tired. Harriet Tubman, historically, they're saying that she was awakened full four day in the morning. And, got, and the voice told her to leave, go this way, go that way. And she finally made it up north to safety. The same voice said, You've got to go back and bring some more. So all she had in her mind was her husband and her family. Because she didn't think nobody else would go for it. And people turned it down. Husband went off with another woman, but a family of five or four were waiting. They said, We're packed. We're ready to go. Whatever you tell us to do, we're ready. Because it was time for change. They could not take it anymore. And if there's a, if I'm going to die, I'll die while trying. I'll die while trying, but it can't be no worse than staying here and being in bondage. So that's that. there's that bondage thing. I mean, you've got to be able to know when to leap. You've got to say, you know, enough is enough. I don't deserve this, and I'm moving on. Or I've got myself into this. God, if you could show me a way out, I will go. That, that, you know, but you've got to, you got to keep moving now. We're in an era right now, this in 2024, prophetic, the words that are coming, the warnings that God has been warning for, it's here. It's here by state. It's here by city. It's here by neighborhood. I mean, it's on every, it's, it's all around us now. And you've got to do everything you can to keep your mind sane. You need to make, find your happiness Find what's going to help keep you, find your balance. This is, you got to do it now. You can't just put this off and say, well, you know, since it's January 1st, my New Year, New Year's resolutions ain't got nothing to do with this anymore. Pardon my vernacular. You've got to make your, your mind up. I'm tired. I want change. And I love change. I love it. I love my new normal every day. I love it. You know, and and you and you got, got to, if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to express and and experience freedom, you know, it's about freedom. Yes.
3: There was a question uh, from a caller. I put it in the chat, but I didn't know if y'all saw it.
1: No, I didn't. No, we didn't see it. It didn't come up.
3: The question is um, when you were growing up, did your friends turn to your mom and was there any jealousy when others turned to your mom? From me?
2: <laughs> um no. I mean, I'm an open person. My mama let her talk. She'll talk somebody. Else. So therefore, I believe I See? would never be jealous. <laughs> Told so, you, mama, I stay with them, So you know. I know they won't steal me from them.
1: She's with me forever. Well, she don't like my spiritual daughters and sons sometimes. She's like, well, I'm not your they they, they ain't your daughter. Uh, I mean, they, they, well, but you, you got, got like me. We already okay, have I got, one I know I have one. I got that. Okay. As long as they know. Oh, they have to know. Mm-hmm. Okay then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Rebel, for that question. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, she, she's she's held pretty steady. She jumps in my face when she needs my attention. It will. Yeah, she knows that. You know, she. <laughs> you know, when she don't want my attention, I'm in a business. So you know, I need to know because I don't want that. You know, I I raised all the even the boys. You know, I need to know. I don't want that day to come when a police officer's knocking on my door to tell me there's, there's been an accident i need to where you going how long you go? okay how long you going to be how far are you from the house <laughs> you know i still have it they're still here thanks to 2020 they they're here so i you know the rules have not changed but thank you caller for that and thank you rebel anytime that come, yeah we didn't see it so Please forward anything, but anything else you
2: want to add to that? I'll just say you got, well, my
1: advice overall, no matter what
2: your age is, um, is to have the, uh, like, you need to be able to see the end of the road. Mm. Like, for yourself. So, like, ask God uh, go to a pastor, somebody to be able to remove that blindness of you feeling like you're just stuck in that place, stuck in where you are. You have to be able to See the change or like embrace that. Embrace that I could, you know, change as an individual. I could, my lifestyle could change. My job could change. Whatever the case may be, whatever situation you're going through, you just have to be able to see the end of the road. You don't see the end of the road. You are stuck there. You stuck wherever you are mentally. Um, you just need to, I believe you have to be able to open up your mind. Build yourself up. Allow God, lean on him to give you that strength. I mean, we're always not always strong or, you know, we all have our down moments. There's nothing wrong with that. It's completely normal. But be able to go to him like, God, I I feel like I'm just going to be here forever. I need you to open up my eyes to see. I need to believe that I can get out of the situation. I need to believe that I could be farther than I am now.
1: Yeah, The parents don't teach their kids to dream anymore, Trey. And everybody else, they're not teaching. This generation is not being taught to dream and to hope, and that there's there is. And when you're talking about, you have to be able to see that that you got to know that there is an end of a road. That's another thing too. You need to know that there's an end, and it's going to be a brighter day. Go ahead, Trey.
3: I, I, I I'm resorting back to um, something that I learned through solution focus training and brief therapy model. So. It was the miracle question, and so the I think if I remember it correctly, say if you were to go to bed at night and dream, and and uh, wake up the next morning and realize that you were in a dream, and your life was looking successful, what would that look like?
1: What mm. would be different?
3: And so we always want to think about you know when you tell people goals and stuff it's, it's hard at that. Well, I don't know what my goals, you can, you can set short term goals. You can set, so with the next couple of weeks, this is what I want to have done. And I think too, with, it worked well with the older generation, but younger generation, because you don't want it to span it out so long it looks like it's impossible. So what will be your short term goal? Something that at the end of the week I would want to accomplish and work on that. And then you could see the end of the rope. And I'm, I'm also saying to one of the good, um, Good things about my childhood was being exposed to different things. We had to experience, right now, is right there. You can experience a trip right, just Google, YouTube, you know, those types of things. TikTok, you have those things at your leisure. And so some of the, the peers that you might have, Ms. Knighton, if you look at it, explore, have them explore some places that might look, well, what kind what, what kind of neighborhood would you want to be? What kind of people do you want around you? What kind of people do you have now? How are they supportive? How are they not supportive? How are they lifting you up? How are they bringing you down? Because sometimes when you separate the egg from the yolk, you get get Mm. to see things a little differently, but you you have to separate it because everything becomes normal as long as you're sitting there looking at it. Mm -hmm. And so what does exploring another location look like? When I was working with younger children in the day program, Um, What I would do is ride them to different neighborhoods, especially because I knew they were at risk you. I would ride them to different neighborhoods and say, look at this. Wow. Well, you can have this too. Well, I don't know. Yes, you can. And it starts there. I mean, I had second grade, third grade, fourth grade riding around to different neighborhoods that they weren't used to have being in and show them this is you. Because people who live in these probably were in the same position that you were. But you're gonna to have to separate for some folks. You're gonna, you're going, you know word. You're gonna piss some people off because you're moving away. But let you have to recognize too, if they're for you, if they're your friends, they're gonna tell you this is not your lifestyle. This is not where you need to be. This is where you need to go. In fact, create a life. Let us go together. Let me help you. Let's go together and make this move and make some things different. Because it's hard to see, and 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 I'm gonna to have to. Pray about those, especially with the parental stuff, because I know that's a little different. But if they're old enough, get in a bank account, putting some money aside, getting a PO box so you don't have to worry about your mail coming to the house. Those are little things that you're taking ownership of to adulthood, putting a little money aside, having a little extra taxes taken out of your, so you can get it at the end of the year so you don't have it right now. And so that way that frees up your money to the end.
1: You know, you so go. you don't
3: have to present. So it's, 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 it's ways of doing things. You just have to, like I said, think outside the box and mm-hmm. see what you're able to do, especially now working on credit scores. I wish I had known that years ago or worked towards that years ago, but it's always the future. So, you know, just just little things that they can do to try to get themselves and lining themselves with people. Of what they want to see. If you want to do something, have what somebody has, look and see what they're doing. As long as it's the legal way. Mm-hmm. See what they're doing to do that and get the advice from that person.
1: Yeah, I thank you, Trey. I, you know, yeah, I I agree a thousand percent. And I was just sitting here thinking as you're talking, you know, just you know, just want to be different. If 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 you all could, if they could just see I can be different, I don't have to be like this. My life don't have to end up like this, you know um, but you've got to be able to want to see that. but sometimes they're so in, you know in in the mud. but yeah we're here to motivate you. this is what this show is about. is trying to set things straight. yeah you, you, you've been told this for so long, but guess what? that's really not the case. and even getting credit and we'll talk about that at another show, but even getting credit. I mean, you got to go and get a credit card. you got to pay it off at a certain time and all this and be consistent. Then they'll start, you know, getting the attention of the credit bureaus, you know, and things like that. I mean, it's like, wow, so I got to go get a credit card. Then you're going to force me, you're going to tempt me to, uh, okay, I'll buy gas with it. Okay, I'll just buy gas with that card. I'll pay it off every month. But you got to stay on top of that, you know, whereas why not, you know, save up cash? Why not go and buy something? Uh, even when you go to the car dealership and you purchase the car outright, the dealer, the, the salesman don't get a commission. It's like I'm taking this big hit vehicle. They'd rather you get in debt and, and everything else so they can make a commission, but they don't make a commission. And I ain't noticed that. I went in to purchase a car and the, God bless, I was able to pay for it and, you know, right out. And I, I was teasing with my, my sales guy because he's worked with me for years. He said, no, he said, "Miss Gray, we don't get a commission when you pay pay it cash. I said, really? Really? So we'll talk about that another time. But right now we're just hoping to really in, in, encourage you all, no matter what your age, this is not about an age thing anymore. It's not about a, a, a religion anymore. It's not about your ethnic group anymore. If you want to if, change things, then it's up to you to change things. As long as it's legal, it's not hurting you, you don't hurt somebody else. It, you, it's there. It's there. It's, it's there for the, the world is here. We, this is the opportunity to be creative. We've got more nonprofit businesses. We've got more for-profit businesses. We've got more millionaires out here. Why they don't you know, contribute to philanthropy and try to help people, I don't know. But we've got more millionaires on the scene right now. We've got a few more billionaires on the scene. And it just takes it takes discipline. It takes, OK, I am going to do better, wanting to do better. And just looking at um, the, you know, the groups and all the cultures out there that you, I know per culture, there's been somebody whose shoulders you're standing on, who paved the way with their life, who paved the way with some ideas, but they paved the way. and We're supposed to keep walking forward. We got to keep continuing to move no matter what it's looking like. You've got to continue to move. That's all I'm asking. And move in a straight line move in a straight line. And like Trey said, I think that was the best idea. And, and I, everything stated here tonight was awesome. But yeah, make it short-term goals. Put a date on it. Okay. By Friday, I'm going to do this. This should be, and then check it off, write it down somewhere, then check it off. You know, um, it's always already our time. And a minute ago, it was 733. Now it's, we got one more minute. So any, any lasting words, and then we're going to, Sail off and wait till next week. It's gonna be fun. Anything? I'll just say I, I just encourage people to stay focused um, and have faith. Amen. Amen. Well, we're gonna Trey, you gonna Amen. say okay. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, guys. That's our time. Thank you all for joining us. We will be back next week. Same time, same station. Y'all take care. Night, night. <laughs>